0: You're listening to Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast where we discuss our favourite tweets and trends from the week. Whether they're social, political, or from the world of sports, we love the unpredictable mess that is Twitter. Enjoy the intro music. Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast. It's all about talking tweets, Twitter, and the ridiculousness of, of the Twitterverse. This week, I am joined by Sean and Cormac, gentlemen. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing okay, uh, Fergal. I, at the moment, I'm you can probably see in the background I'm, I'm cat sitting for my my neighbour.
0: Another um, week, another cat, Cormac. Huh?
1: Yeah, well, it's only it's only until tonight. It's only until she gets gets home from her son's so uh, yeah With the cat no the lady that owns the cat <laughs> okay <laughs> it
0: sounded so, like you're minding a cat waiting for her uh, son to come home
1: this is this is Nala
0: yeah so
1: yeah Nala's uh, but it's six years old she's a tabby yeah she's also Sag- Sagittarius I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I have the clue I don't know she's grand <laughs> uh, she's, she's quiet she's quiet She just yeah He's doing her thing there. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, no, uh, I had a good week, I have to say. Um, Sean, how's your week? Uh,
2: it was just a normal week, really. Um, nothing interesting really happened. Um,
0: wow. Yeah. Grand, well, listen, well, we're really in the, the listeners with this. Very, um, very
1: dynamic. Yeah. You, Sean.
0: Well, listen, gentlemen, are we happy to be back to our normal, regular broadcasting this week, or, our usual format? Well, have you enjoyed the last few episodes?
1: Well, I have, and in anticipation of maybe another big star coming on this week, Fergal, I, as you know, yesterday um, started a course of teeth whitening, so <laughs> I don't know what you think of them so far.
0: I've got to be honest, Cormac, I don't know if that was the best choice for a podcast. <laughs> in yeah,
1: terms of I know, but I'm, I'm asking you. What you think.
0: So. Listen, I've had to turn down the brightness on my, my screen, so yeah, you know, take quite, from out what you they're want. Quite
2: shiny.
1: Thanks, Sean. Yeah, you are. Uh, right. uh, crest whitening strips for anyone wondering. Uh, they're, only, they're only available from the states.
2: Yeah, when I was over in the states, I got my sister some, and I had <laughs> to go. Yeah, yeah, I had to I, go on a. There's like there's some sort of like thing in it that's banned in Europe.
1: Yes, and I prefer not bleach.
0: To, it's bleach, to, isn't
1: it? I prefer not to disclose how I how I got got them, but yeah, they they right. they. I think it's peroxide, John.
2: That's, yeah, that's, that's what I was looking for, yeah.
0: Well, listen, um, <laughs> it's been a busy week, uh, at least a busy 24 hours on Irish Twitter. Um, there are so many things we could have talked about uh, this week, but what, what are we talking about in this
2: episode? Yeah, so there's so many things I could have talked about this week. Uh, there was the Laura Whitmore thing on Sunday where she just created unnecessary drama out of nowhere by doxing an unsuspecting reporter. Uh, then there was jim core it came out uh, this week that the courts ruled that the irish member had a right to call him an online quack i was prepared to do a hit piece on, on jim core <laughs> <laughs> I, i've seen it. i think did, the core, did you say I,
0: hit hit piece or hit piece
2: uh hit piece but um, okay yeah no it, i i've had him in my sights for quite some time but then then last night cormac put up in the group oh, Sean's, Sean's got this. There's this tweet, is Sean got written all over it, and uh, it was, of course, Owen Harris. Um yeah. it came out, Rich Richard Chambers broke out that um, Owen Harris has been acting under a, a socket, uh, a sock, a sock puppet account. <laughs> um, yeah, so amazing. I've been reading up to it, and it's been the tweets of it have been absolutely amazing. I think it's, it's what I envisaged this podcast to to be talking about like the type of weird behavior that happens and i think this is like i think this is like the weirdest behavior of the year i think we're never going to see anything like it for a long time amazing so, looking forward to
0: okay uh cormac what are you thinking of looking at yourself oh uh, my like i mine's been set in
1: stone since last sunday pretty much For well goodness. good for you it's the it's the glazers out uh, i think we all seen the scenes the terribly violent scenes, according to Graham Souness, mm, yeah, um, yeah. on the pitch at Old Trafford on Sunday before the Man United Liverpool game, which subsequently had to be cancelled because of these terribly violent scenes, as Graham Souness described them. No stranger to violent scenes himself, uh, yeah. then, if, then I know we will have time because you'll make time for Fergal. We have the reaction to the Lions squad uh, that's due to get beaten badly by South Africa in the summer.
0: I know myself. I'm going to have a listen. Take a more light-hearted approach. I, I found a brilliant thread that was doing the rounds uh, during the week about um, the ending of the TV show Biker Grove in, in the UK, and then kind of weird, weird TV show endings to follow. All right, let's take a look at it. To the
2: where the- Great. Well, Sean.
0: You know, when I want to come to you first and this this own Harris story. Uh, and it does seem as if this is going to be the purest form of our podcast. Like, right? this is going to be our podcast distilled, this kind of story. Do <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think so. This is like something that's, that's gone through a, diff- a few different vats and pot stills. And this is like, this is it. You know, just yeah. the purest form of a podcast.
2: I'm excited, but like to think I had like the far right last week, and now I have this this week. It's it's been such an exciting week, even though I said this was a boring week to begin with. Anyway, um own well, Harris.
0: Yeah, kicking off on who is Own Harris. Um, you know what does he do? Uh, what does he represent? And you know what's happened?
2: Yeah, th- for anyone who doesn't know who Owen Harris is. At the, at the, currently, he was, or well, he, he, yeah, he currently, currently, he was, <laughs> I suppose, a columnist on The Independent. And that was cut short last night due to what happened. But for people, then, he has a long history of things. Like he, he was in the political sphere for quite some time, uh, a former Marxist. He, he rejected all forms of Marxism. Uh, became a, a real critic of Sinn Fein and republicanism um, in Northern Ireland. Uh, he was, he once criticized, I was reading, he once criticized John Hume for talking to Sinn Fein pre decease fire. So this thing is, is whole thing against Sinn Fein has been a long running thing. And another stuff I didn't know about him, he was advisor to John Bruton and the UUP back in the day. And um, he was a former senator in 2007. I think Bertie Ahern. Um, brought him up to, to be a senator uh, and then also weirdly enough he's a he's a screenwriter and he lectures in the IAD, IADT I've
0: heard about this and I hope this comes yeah. up later because I, I read something wild about this
2: well I, I've got a couple I'll just a couple of screenwriting things that I, I, I'm just gonna hit into straight away I, I was reading about just what he got up to there, there was like he incorrectly claimed that he won a silver bear award at the Berlin Film Festival
0: this feels like an easy thing to look up and to disprove. That's yeah, somebody. that's what he
2: said. It came out that it was like some award that he won in Belgium, and he he corrected himself after. But he was going around claiming, and this is on his wiki page now. So, um, hey, if, if
0: you're gonna if you're gonna make up a fake award, Silver Bear is a pretty cool name.
2: Silver Bear is a really distinguished award in the Berlin film. Oh yeah,
0: I was it? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> Man. <laughs> The silver bear is like is big stuff. Um, yeah, th- Then there was Homer's.
1: I, I thought it was maybe like something like sounds like a, sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <isn't it? laughs> they might want to consider changing. The I'm pretty sure, yeah. That. Also, uh,
0: uh, a that's gotta be that's gotta be a double entendre. Um, yeah. sorry, Sean, we're interrupting uh, anyway, your story can... of pornography.
2: Uh, yeah. Sorry, thanks for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I was looking through, like people were talking about Owen Harris and then one of his former students, um I think his professor is um NIG. She was saying, uh, Owen Harris was my first ever screenwriting tutor. Uh, you've not known bewilderment until you sat for two hours listening to his failed Michael Collins, Kevin Costner project or the wooden planet in his alien trees uh, spec. Trees is that what you heard?
0: Yeah, and I've seen so that brought up memories like a flashback i've seen pictures of that there's drawings of that script somewhere it's it's mm. some sort of like it, it's a script for alien three like where his proposed idea of it let me try to sell to a studio where the alien lands on a, a planet made entirely of wood <laughs> this is wood everywhere and i guess the alien gets loose in this highly flammable planet and like it wasn't wasn't one of the aliens' weaknesses fire? Because that seems kind yeah, well, of productive.
2: that's in the that's in pretty much in one of the first or second. I can't remember actually which one that the set yeah. it on fire. Yeah, it was the fact it was that vacuum in the space in the first one. But anyway, I was I was reading through it and then some people were like attributing the wooden planet of alien tree with other writers. So people are wondering did he nick that idea? So that, that why, was...
0: why why would you rob the idea of a failed
2: screenplay anyway sorry. i know that was that was one of the bizarre questions now, that's a rabbit hole that i love to get into i like you know before we get into the main story i i you know i just had to kind of go there this is this is the background we're dealing with then also like one of the ideas that he he's uh, he came up with that he screen wrote for was something called the big wow wow and it was back in the noughties so it was a like isn't he a, isn't he a rapper the sorry the big bow wow sorry i mispronounced that (laughs) the big bow wow and it was like sort of the irish version of friends um a fellow called Aidan O'Brien tweeted i i worked on one of the idea ideas he actually managed to get produced the awful big bow wow which was so bad i can't even find a clip of it on the internet it was so bad that midway through its 12 season run rt started showing the last six 30 minute episodes as hour-long ombudsman just stripping out the titles and credits. They were desperate to get it off the air. I was reading one like um, one review of it, and it was like one out of 10. RTE has hit a new low. This is back in 2004 by a poster called Evil Bob. I didn't think that things could get much worse than the Cassidy's or upwardly mobile, but this has managed to beat both of them. Bad acting, bad dialogue, bad plots, bad editing, bad directing. I actually can't think of one good thing to say about it. It is, in fact, possibly the worst thing that Ireland has produced so far. Program-wise, I think that boy zone of Westlife would take the price of worst produced in general. I can only hope that when the autumn rolls around, we do not see a second series of this dirge. Why can't they look at some of the English comedies that have exceeded expectations? Um, at least they had, uh, for God's sake, decent actors. So it wasn't uh, it was a very well-liked screenwriting thing. So that's his background in, in screenwriting. He's also a judge on the Irish television show, uh, Las Vegas, which I didn't know. So, what's that? I think it's something, like, uh, I say TG4, um, TG Cahar, uh, talent show. It's like country oh. music, I think. Glass oh. Vegas.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so uh, anyway, he he's a colleague, he's he fancies himself as a, as a contrarian and, uh, He's a communist on the on the Irish well, was on the Irish Independent. He got sacked, fired yesterday over the find out that he had a sock puppet account. Um, I'll get into the sock puppet account now in a minute. Just the reason he was fired. Um Alan English, who is the editor of the Irish Independent, he kind of said it wasn't so much about what he said on the account, um, which was named Barbara J. Pym. It was Babs. Babs, yeah. <laughs> it was more about the lack of transpa- transparency of what he did against journalistic standards. Um, he, the Irish independent will not tolerate hidden agendas uh, related to the sock puppet account. And more beyond that, um, the, it, be, it made beyond frequently made beyond fair comments about people that could not be published in a paper. So that was the reason that the let him go. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's, it's something I kind of want to highlight at the start of this. We'll get into it, but like, obviously this is you know funny and played for laughs but there is a slightly more sinister side to this yeah serious side to it which which which, which we'll get into
2: anyway what is a sock puppet account it's it's quite different from a troll account and that, like a troll account you know goes on and kind of annoys people but a sock puppet account it has a different sort of agenda so sock puppetry was or well it is as old as the internet itself so back even in the days of uh, usenet which became came before the internet sock puppetry was a thing and and it was defined as a a suedo through which the puppeteer posts follow-ups to their own original message to give the appearance that a number of people support their views held in the original message so it's it's sort of backing themselves up um I was looking this up then. I was just, just on, the, on the case of sock puppet cases then. I was thinking, well, well, is there any famous ones? So back back in 2010, there's this famous Amazon glitch. So an Amazon.com computer glitch. Um, sorry, this is in 2004. Revealed that name, the names of, of many authors had actually written uh, pseudonyms uh, refuse of their books. Um uh John
0: oh, like, like, like fake reviews, just
2: fake reviews, yes. Yeah, so right. a, a well-known one was John rechi um, who wrote numerous five-star reviews of his own work. Um, another one was a a, a lad called Orlando Fr- uh, Fridge back in 2010. So he wrote his own Amazon reviews. Uh John Harry is another one he praised his own work on Wikipedia and then attacked some of his opponents, calling them anti-Semitic, and another one drunk. Um, and then I think I was talking about in another episode about, um, it came up at one point, we were talking about the the American election and how there was plenty of fake accounts pretending to be black or gay or black and gay.
0: Some politicians are doing it, not that right? Yeah,
2: Yeah. and they were criticizing Biden and supporting Trump and was to give this this feel that like, you know, this... A more
0: more diverse feel of support I guess, isn't it? Forum, yeah, treaty
2: socket accounts. So so the sock puppet accounts. So yeah, it's a it's a common thing. Um I just it's just such a bizarre. This story grew legs last night. A lot of people were out on Twitter asking how was he outed? So it wasn't Colleen Rooney. Um <laughs> it was actually it was a journalist called Paul Larkin. So Paul Larkin uh, works for the Irish Times. He wrote an article entitled Defining the Suppolity." that is Northern Ireland. I think that's how you pronounce that word. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> um, to which it was criticized in Harris's own opinion column, but also quite notably under a Twitter account named Barbara J. Pym. So um, I'll just bring up the tweet and what it said. Um, but this was taken up by uh, the KRW law firm, uh, for Paul Paul Larkin, who demanded Twitter, uh, find out who would, who were the details behind this account. So they they had to. give I them
0: saw it. that he, he threatened uh, legal action against Twitter
2: because it was it was liable. So Barbara J, J Pym, this account uh, put up um, reposted uh, Larkin's Irish Times uh, post and said, uh, it, "If this is not a nasty sectarian provo rant, what is?" every line dripping dripping spelt wrong with bigotry and bile and um, so that was the tweet that caused the law firm to get get involved and seek action for libel and um, it was just some bizarre behavior on this account then the people were kind of uh, springing to light uh, one was by Noel rock which was all about pointing out all the self-praise um, that <laughs> Owen Harris was tweeting under this name some brilliant stuff like um, Barbara J. Pinn tweeting uh, a good article in the Sindo by Owen Harris reinforcing your, your concerns and mine lockdown shaping up to be a major scandal uh, never missed Own Harris in the Sunday Times and followed him up on a, S- a Sunday Indo the only ROI based journal who really gets stuck into Shane Fein fascists <laughs> hence all the abuse from the Shinnerbots if he didn't matter, they wouldn't even have bothered. So there's all this stuff. And then there's one that was just absolutely like lavish uh, self-praise by it. Now, now, he says there's six other people involved by this, but I, I don't know. Um, six,
1: other, one, six other personalities.
2: Six there, other okay. personalities. Uh, Ma- uh, Mary Lou McWaffle is how Owen Harris in his article in the Cindo today describes the Sinn Féin leader. Nick Waffle, I'm loving it. <laughs> oh
0: oh, oh, no
2: um oh so it's just it was just loads and loads of stuff um
0: I used to work with um I used to work with a girl who um had like five sock puppet accounts that would praise her Facebook posts and stuff yeah 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 she'd post something on like it'd be I don't know a picture of her at like school or something and she'd put up a picture like in college Probably picture of her getting like a little certificate or something and it'd be like the same five people every time with same the same bad spelling mistakes going oh you did so great you look amazing congratulations on the cv or cert or whatever the hell it is but yeah it's yeah it's cringy isn't it
2: cringy stuff and um, then it was pointed out how this account was you know constantly obviously going after Sinn Féin Um, It often compared them to to Nazis. So another Barbara J. Pym tweeting, Sinn Féin's campaign to silence Owen Harris is backed by twits like Jennifer Carroll and Neil TD, who thinks she can dine a la carte with Sinn Féin, picking and choosing what issues she supports them on, like dining a la carte with the Nazis. Um, Another tweet pointed out by Brian Wall, who was on with us uh, last week. Yeah, go on to Brian. Go on to Brian. He was... uh, he was posting up how, how uh, Barbara J. Pym was comparing Ogre Sinn Féin uh, to the Hitler Youth. Ogre Sinn Féin are as brainwashed as the Hitler Youth if they believe that Ronan McCreevy commemorated anything other than how Irish soldiers from North and South fought side by side on the on the Somme. Um, I suppose the next thing that we'll get into is what you were alluding to earlier, Fergal, which was uh, the harassment of some uh, female journalists by this account. Yeah. Um. Most known would be the, uh, the one was E. e for Grace Moore, who works for the Irish Examiner. Um, she tweeted, uh, "This account sent me sexualized message about whether Mary Lou McDonald turned me on, uh, the size of my arse, and called me a terrorist from the month I started at the Examiner. Since then, I've had to go to counselling and the guards. Uh, what What did we make of that?
0: I sincerely hope she follows up with him and s- somehow, or can. Well-
1: well, what annoyed me, Sean, was, and I know, I know the next plan is to talk about his equivalent of a car crash interview earlier on on, on, on radio, but he, like, he seemed to indicate that he didn't seem to get what what Efo was saying. Like, you know, she says if she says they're sexualized comments, then then they are. You know, if that's how she feels, then then they are. He was gone going. Well, well, they're not because I don't think that they are.
2: He was kind of yeah. making the case that he could say the same thing to a male, a male journalist, or or something. But he like did. That. That's. But <laughs> yeah. he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like it was stuff that was like. But there's there's other stuff that I'll get into later that you can see actually. Yeah, other Irish journalists that are are the same type of thing, and it's just it, no, it's not something you'd say to or, to but a I male noticed, journalist.
1: <laughs> I noticed Sean just to pick up on something you said. Um, I know it's kind of. The first we heard of it was, was last night, and it was because a colleague kind of of his seemed, seemed to cop it. But I found some things yesterday that seemed to suggest that this was a possibly badly kept secret, that, that a few people, some in Sinn Féin and some not in Ch- Sinn Féin, suspected for a long time, not necessarily this Barbara Pym account, but suspected for a long time that, that he was up. To this, that he uh, he, he, yeah. he was he was at this. I noticed them um, way back in in January. Actually, yeah. I'd just seen somebody tweeting out just re, retweeting this now because I suspected this in in January, kind of thing. And I was someone tackling another account, not not the barber one, but uh, uh, Catherine O'Donnell, who's in who's a professor in the School of Philosophy in UCD tackled a Bridget McIntyre um, on this
2: Bridget F McIntyre yeah, There seems back to be a love in, for like the middle initial yeah, back, in, it. back
1: in January yeah. and it was like uh, she said like um, I think she said she sort of come at them and was like I, I think this is I think this is Owen thanks thanks Owen uh, I'm enjoying your work as Barbara at Barbara Pym too love and peace uh, Bridget comes back with who is Owen I am not an alias for anyone. My name is Bridget McIntyre, RN, and I am a cork-born nurse working in the USA Who is has written Hi, recent US elections for the Clonmel Nationalists. <laughs> Clearly, you are, you are one of those creepy nationalist feminists who, despite your posturing, doesn't really believe a woman can write about politics. It goes on and on and on and on. But there seemed to be, just to confirm <laughs> what you were saying, Sean, there seemed to be a suspicion from other people, possibly as far back as maybe january that he was at this yeah and obviously with good reason (laughs) now looking back another thing
2: another thing i know this is this is a a, it was a very speculative tweet that i that i read so i wouldn't take it as um i wouldn't take it as bible but there was another there's another suspected account called dolly white i'm not sure if you heard about that one but there there the tweet was saying that it was known this one was going on a lot longer and some people might have an idea that it was him behind this one um, especially some of his colleagues but I, I don't know if that's right or wrong so that was the names, a, a speculative
0: the, the, the names behind some of these accounts are just brilliant dolly white who in the world is called know. dolly white even like barbara was it barbara j pym is that what it is like, yeah, I I haven't heard the word or the surname name Pym outside of Ant Man. I
2: think I think <laughs> well, it's, no, but you know what I mean, but yeah, like I think Barbara Barbara J Pym. I think it's some it's after some English writer. Um, yeah, I saw, saw that thing. there today. Yeah. I
0: noticed David Cullenan.
2: It's not Marvel Fergal.
0: It's all Marvel. It's all connected. <laughs> David Cullenan, who's
1: Sinn Féin spokesperson uh, on health, had a couple of tweets out last night, and one of them was Babs was one of my regular, if not favorite, Twitter trolls. Turns out it was a bit of an own goal. Uh, hey. but David Cullinan went on to say that you know, he'd spe- himself and people within the party had suspected for a period of time that if it wasn't him, he was involved in some sort of way, shape, or form behind a number of accounts that that basically seemed to be set up to, you know, get have a go with Sinn Fein online. And look, I'm sure there's plenty of the thing I would be thinking, Sean, is is this the tip of the uh, is this the tip of the iceberg?
2: Yeah, I think this will grow. Just to get back at the yeah, I was going to say, the let let's, let's, like,
0: Yeah, let, let's talk about that and then let's get into the uh, the radio segment because I know you two yeah. were, were mad to listen to that earlier. The,
2: anyway, the, just to finish off about um, uh, Christine omg G Five, just you know was just pointed out a couple of things that was directed towards E for more and watched what she was alluding to in in that tweet so barbara j pym the actual tweet she tweeted to her was uh, more thinks she's sniping safely from behind dairy hedges but she's actually sniping from an roi hedge in the examiner and her shin fein backside is sticking up in the air and the other one then was under ifa's tweet Uh, she said sign of the times so this is Eva morrow tweeting sign of the times Mihal martin was early uh, for his first leader's questions, and Mary MacDonald uh, has taken her seat in what was previously the Taoiseach's usual spot as the first female leader of the opposition, and Barbara J. Pym tweeted under, so that's what turns you on. Um, so he denied how this, he, he went on, I was reading the, the Irish Times uh, section for him, he, he was defending himself um Again, saying that these are clearly political tweets and could be equally applied to a man. Gav Riley came back to this and said, "Well, it's not the only one." Um, he's been tweeting, and as much as I'm, I'm not a fan of Kira Kelly. Um, this account that Do- Dolly White, that's suspected to be under one of his pseudonyms as well, which it's it not proven yet, but there's a picture of um, Kira Kelly on. I think it's the the Sunday show. I'm not sure if that's on TV. Is that on Virgin media or RT? I, I don't know, but she's on it anyway. And she's, she's wearing some, um, I don't know. She's whatever gear she's wearing. Dolly white. I've seen this. She,
0: she's, she's wearing, it looks like a leather, um, a black yeah. leather shirt.
2: And then Dolly white tweets under it. I saw you presenting the Sunday show today in a black leather catsuit or something. Fadishes seem to be more your bag. Dr. Dr. Kelly. Um, so that you know he's kind of pointing out that on the interview he says this is a benign account and gavin riley's pointing out it doesn't seem that benign um from from going on that yeah i don't know what is brilliant
0: um no it's not benign it's an absolutely ridiculous statement to make and i think that the the word benign has been been thrown around twitter um since that uh, what, what did you think of his appearance on... He was on a, one of the radio shows today. I sounded like an old man. What are the radio shows? On the wireless. <laughs> on the wireless. What was he on today? He was on Drive Time, wasn't he, Sean?
2: Yeah. And uh, Sarah McInerney uh, just tore him apart on it, really. Uh,
1: but uh, she did it in such a...
2: Classy quiet, way. Quiet.
1: Yeah. Always quiet and calm kind of way. Quiet to the point at times I really had to strain to kind of hear what she was saying because she was letting him like destroy himself into such a bad situation.
2: Well, it was interesting when it came up about the Ethan Moore tweets. um, She was kind of saying how this account directed like abusive messages um, towards herself. And she said, this is, she said, I've been on Twitter since 2009. Like I've I've only had to uh, mute or block 15 accounts and this was one of them. Um, wow So You know It's 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 obviously A thing with it um, so
0: he's, on, he's on He's on a radio show Of someone he's directed Troll abuse ab- towards. Abuse Yeah Yeah <laughs> the, the apps Like Walking to the line stand That's the exact phrase
1: <laughs> But but it was like You know She's Said Will, will it, will it Look I'm paraphrasing What she said But she essentially said Well look It did actually Upset her and me On a personal level To which she replied Again I'm paraphrasing well, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of
2: saying. I, th- he, I think he said something along the lines, "Oh, you're big enough or old enough to yeah, you're mind, yeah, you're, mind you know. yourself or something like that." Yeah. Um. That Don, Donnie, um from CNN just tweeted uh, just about, about it just a reaction to the interview. Massive okay boomer fives in that drive time <laughs> interview with Owen Harris. He's, he's completely right, and and Re- uh, Re-
1: Richard Chambers tweeted like just saying, my God, benign account. And then he went on to tweet twice more saying, I've only listened back, but the level of vitriol, personal abuse that account has directed at women journalists and people of different viewpoints was anything but benign. I very few platforms, said Owen Harris, formerly a columnist with the most popular newspaper in the country. So what Richard's alluding to there in the last um, tweet is, Harris and John, I know, listening to the interview, you'll you'll probably agree with me here. Harris seems to think he's somehow the victim in in all of this. Like he went on for quite a period of time about how RTE haven't had him on because of Sinn Féin IRA and all this kind of ludicrous.
2: Yeah, he kind of said, you won't have me on because I'm the one who hurt Sinn Féin. Like it was it was. Bordering on conspiracy theory stuff because there's plenty of people on RTE who criticize Sinn Féin.
1: Like, you don't have to go too far. Like RTE, and I'm not here to to take shots, but they would be very pro government parties, RTE. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. It, it helps yeah. that it's Sinn Féin in opposition, but it wouldn't matter who it was in opposition to have guess, a goal.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the kind of to certainly wrap up and summarise the more serious end of this, uh, I know Carroll, O'Carroll, um, uh, editor for the journal.ie, uh, did tweet out in response to ifamora's Mora's uh, tweet earlier, saying that um, already seeing tweets minimising issues with a nationalist columnist doing this, and those trying to temper people's reaction to the uncovering of it. Remember the real-life consequences the actions of the person in a privileged position lead to. Um. that's a really, really great way of summarizing this. You know, he, because of his position, he was always going to cause damage doing this.
1: Yeah. But like Sarah questioned him this a few times. If you wanted to have the goal at Sinn Féin, you had a column, one of the most popular columns, one of the most popular papers in the country each Sunday. Was that not enough? Could you not set up a blog? Could you not set up a podcast like us? Why did you feel the need to hide behind It was
2: it was mad how he was, he was justifying himself. He was like, "I needed I needed some way to reach out to working class unionists to reassure <laughs> them, to reassure, to reassure them that they weren't going to be dragged into, uh, you know this, uh, you know a, a whole Ireland unity thing." Like uh,
0: he, he he truly is our Bruce Springsteen. As, um,
1: as Sarah McInerney said, "Owen, would you stop that nonsense?" please when uh, he tried to say something and I just figured, like, uh, I know you're even going to wrap up here but, but I've seen one on Waterford Whispers News and a good one and oh, was, I,
0: I've, heard, I've seen it it's great it was
1: like Barbara J. Pym uh, quotations leave sexy and distinguished Owen Harris alone <laughs> <laughs> it just has a go at the ridiculousness of of the whole thing but like look I think we could be talking about this next week I don't think this is the last we've heard of this uh, regards Owen Harris I don't think it's the last we've heard of maybe other names
2: yeah I was just gonna I was just I was just gonna say that and um, uh David David I think it's Dave at David flane just posted up at uh, some of the, the names that are being you know that are under suspicion at the minute that are pseudonames for, for him Bridget F McIntyre which you mentioned yeah. Clive J Salter yeah, yeah
1: that's good that's a good. Uh, presbyterian
2: sunday name yeah barbara j pym now you don't have to be a member of menza to see there's a pattern here Yeah. Um, and then twitter came out and said this is supposed to suspended eight accounts linked to the account uh, for referencing and or for, for violating our policy on platform manipulation and spam as i mentioned some of the other ones are dolly white um, and another one root Dudley Edwards and people are kind of putting up weird, like it had a weird, really weird profile pic and whether that's one or not whether that's a real name um, <laughs> I don't sister, know uh,
1: Sister of the, the Dudley boys
0: The, the I Dudley am boys um, You read my mind Mac, you read my fit, mind
2: To finish up uh, Fergal just Mallow News, just put up um, put up a new dictionary entry, uh, an yeah. onanism uh, to stroke one's ego by using fake social media accounts to praise your work um, was one also from from Malo News
0: Fantastic Um, I'm looking forward to talking about that one again next week
2: (laughs) Oh, go away Willis
0: No, well listen, uh, I want to talk about something maybe a bit more lighthearted than um, than that dickhead, but uh, I saw a thread that was trending um, on Twitter during the week Uh, it was pointed out to me uh, from a fellow called Mark Burrows. And Mark is a writer and a critic for the Guardian in the UK. But uh, this this tweet came, this tweet and subsequent thread came out very shortly after the finale of Line of Duty, which I know you two gentlemen uh, were not exactly thrilled about. S- uh,
1: series finale. Nobody said uh, or season finale. Nobody has officially okay, out. It's, it's come not out and I've said that it's that heard. it's over. All right. Uh, okay. So I, I wouldn't.
0: Okay. Well, that, that, that's that's for the sake of discussion. That's let's say it. it's a series finale. Okay. 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 All, right.
1: All right. But I'm nail my colours to the to the mast early on. For I <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but Mark tweeted out: "Um, anyone complaining about the line of duty finale uh, should remember that after 18 years." Uh, Biker Grove ended with all the characters becoming aware they were on, in a TV show with no free will of their own, fending off a T-Rex attack and ultimately being blasted into a void of nothingness.
2: So, I don't if you heard of this. No. I remember Antonette no. <laughs> being on it. And I remember yeah. the, the one actually storyline I remember and being really engrossed by was that um, they, were, they went paintballing. And yeah. uh, I think... Ant took off his like goggles, and someone shot him in the eye, and he went blind. And then <laughs> Deck, you know, had to like go around and help him around and like hold him in hand, and and you know, show him and talk to him things. And then Deck, while he's sitting next to Ant, shifts his girlfriend, shifts Ant's girlfriend <laughs> beside him. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, that's such a that's the only storyline I remember, and I thought it was brilliant. Um,
0: well, <laughs> Mark goes on to say. For anyone unaware, and for anyone listening who's unaware, uh, Biker Grove was a teen soap opera uh, centered around a youth club in the northeast of England. It was not in any way whatsoever, meta or weird. So it was a pretty serious like soap opera thing, wasn't it? That was kind of uh, like
2: um, Grey and shallow, wasn't it? it was I, a, I, yeah. don't, I don't remember
0: it. I, I honestly don't remember it. I don't it, was think I, New- it was set in Newcastle, wasn't it? Like, it was,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think I watched it. It's probably why I don't remember it.
0: But an I, answer. that's but that's that's fair enough but I, I think the point is like it was 18 years on air and um, then ended the very last episode with the characters becoming self-aware uh, and realizing they're on a tv show and someone even someone called the staff uh posted up the actual imdb uh, description of the of the episode which which is called um Sex um, machina and it, it just, the description is uh, the Grovers are aware that they, <laughs> that they were made up characters and their whole world was fake. So the writers gave them a chance to create their own endings, thanks to some magic paper. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what happened. And that's where the likes of a T-Rex come out of. Uh, apparently there's zombies in the episode. And the whole thing just goes batshit crazy uh, from a soap opera. It, it's, like a, it's like something like ER suddenly becoming like community in the last episode
2: mad mad
0: for rick and morty uh, but um three
1: shows i also haven't seen <laughs> so, so lost. lost lost on me there fergal it's t- i'm That's, turning into no help to you on this on this so no,
0: it's okay um, but uh, a fellow called mark um ledyard wrote back to um the original mark saying i worked on some of the uh, visual effects and post-production for that final season i can confirm this is all true Endings are really hard, but that one had everyone scratching their heads on set. Uh, so apparently this is all very real. But lots of people started responding in this thread with other, you know, incredibly strange TV show endings. And one of the ones that came up was, um, obviously, listen, some obvious ones like Blackadder came up and how strange uh, and sad the Blackadder ending is. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, it was Blackadder goes forth. And,
2: that's a brilliant uh, ending. Yeah. That,
0: it's pretty, but it's still weird. It's still very serious and sad. Well, but it's it.
2: set, set in World War One, so of course they're going to go over the top and get shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like the other the other um, shows are, are set in, in quite serious time periods too. But yeah, but you know what I mean. But it was still it was still a surprise for people watching Sean. I don't think well, anyone predicted well, at the start of the episode this was going to happen.
2: No, the 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 British are very sentimental about their yeah their Great War history. So like. You know, having, having the characters, even, even in the comedy, having them going up at the end and going over the top and running to, to their deaths, it's for, quite fitting.
1: For Blighty, Sean. Mm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
2: but um, I, I
1: did get a shock at it, actually. I know Sean did. Well, shock's the wrong word. It just it wasn't in keeping with the... Well, one, it wasn't in keeping with the character of, of Blackadder. Um, no well renowned coward <laughs> and, um, it just wasn't in keeping with the overall i suppose tone of of the show
2: i thought it was brilliant though because he spent the whole series trying to get gr- trying to get off with stuff and trying to get off like from yeah <laughs> from avoiding going over the top of him yeah, yeah it was just an that was gonna happen oh yeah it was
0: it was brilliant I think it was just surprising I think you know uh but someone did uh, quote or, or tweet about the show? Do you remember Dinosaurs, the TV yes. show, the sitcom? Yeah, the, the like from what I remember being a brilliant sitcom. It's on the Disney Channel, I want to say. These a- animatronic kind of half human, half dinosaur kind of. Uh, I think it's Jim, I think it's a Jim Henson production.
2: I think it's more puppets, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it, it, no, but like, it, it is a Jim Henson thing. Um, but the ending of that was incredibly sad and unexpected and weird as well. Uh, so Brian Matthews Murphy tweeted out. Uh, also, the children's show Dinosaurs ended with a dad explaining to the baby that they're all dying as they go into an ice age. It's really messed up. And I I didn't really have a, a vivid memory of it. Uh, and then someone was kind enough to actually post the the last few minutes of the series Dinosaurs.
1: You're not going to make us watch this. You're not going to actually make us like cry or something, are you?
0: Uh, just a minute right just a minute and it's it's just so bizarre because these are puppets talking
1: and i know i put too much faith in progress and technology and had too little respect for nature but it's so easy to take nature for granted because
2: it's always there and technology is so bright and shiny and new we understand sweetheart understand what Uh, Well,
1: little guy, what happened was daddy was put in charge of the world, and he didn't take real good care of it. And now it looks like there won't be much of a world left for you or
0: your brother and sister to live in. Are
2: we going to move? Well, no. There's no place to move to.
1: This is the only world we got.
2: What's going to happen to us? Well, I don't exactly know. But whatever it is, nobody's gonna leave you. That's right, little guy. We'll all stay
1: together. Yeah, yeah, and hey, I'm sure it'll all work out okay. After all, dinosaurs have been on this earth for 150 million years. And it's not like we're going to just disappear.
0: Everybody listening to this episode better start recycling. I swear to god, <laughs> narrator, yeah. they it, it, it did actually just as I,
2: I read that somewhere. The whole message was supposed to be a whole global warming message,
0: yeah. It's brilliantly done, and I know it's a podcast, and, and people listening can't see, but the, the special and visual effects are absolutely brilliant. Like, oh, yeah, for
2: they look, yeah. yeah, they look brilliant, like you. That's it reminds me very much so. Do you remember the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles movie? Very similar yeah. animatronics to that, like you know, life size life size and yeah, cool.
0: Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, a good message and uh just kind of remind me of of uh, a simpler time, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was a oh, good tread. Okay, but, Greta,
1: Greta Thunberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was there was there any other Like, because, well, I won't spoil the ending on you, Fergal, but I'm aware you're currently, for for some listeners, uh, you will know, (laughs) Fergal is currently for the first time watching The Sopranos. Uh,
2: (laughs) Such a small town girl. I uh, I purposely
0: stayed away from that one. Are you, how far on are you? I am, uh, I think I'm in season three. Right, okay, right, okay. Yeah, not too. We can, re- good,
1: we, can we can revisit this when you get to the the end.
0: Weird endings. I know. I I've heard, I've, I've heard bits about it. But listen, Sean, you said you had a, a list, a Sean's list.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'll get onto my list. Um before I start my list, what did you think about the line of duty thing?
1: Well, I Fergal hasn't watched it and I've been, <laughs> I've nailed my colors to the mast here, I don't think it's over. But well, I, I think, do. I think it was also maybe a, a comment on the fact that I think he's clever enough to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe we just all hope that there was a big bad. Maybe, maybe none of us like, think that this sort of thing could just, you know, go on, snowball under nature your eyes is, is that is that kind of
2: commentary he was going for Sean do you think yeah he was on twitter uh jed mercurio and he was kind of saying no one disputes the line of judy finale divided social media opinion but the audience research so far shows a far less extreme picture we knew a down ending would raise less favorably with some viewers however all seven episodes varied by under 10 percent on average fewer score uh for like i just noted when he said that i was like if you're describing it as a down ending, you're on like someone someone tweeted up on Twitter, Peter O'guire said if you're if you're explaining it as a down end ending, you're already losing. and um, yeah which that's, here's I the thing couldn't agree with that.
0: I assume he's been pretty upset by the public reaction to this and um, Jed, yeah, and his Twitter account has been absolutely fantastic today. Um, he also tweeted out like official statistics from the BBC (laughs) and even and even posted a picture, a screenshot of like a chart showing these results. So he said BBC audience research have finished compiling and have kindly permitted me to disclose the audience appreciation data for the Line of Duty season six finale based on a thousand viewers polled at random who were asked to rate the episode from one to ten. Thanks again to everyone who watched (laughs) <laughs> it's just, it's just a graph of like, you know, um, more than forty percent of people saying they give an eight or higher, um, and then everyone else is kind of gone below that. It's actually the most, the, the weirdly defensive thing I've seen from a, yeah. a showrunner. You shouldn't, you that, shouldn't
2: have to defend it, like you know.
0: Well, a, a guy called Phil uh, Napper um, replied underneath Jed's tweet of this, saying, "Honestly, I love the shows you create, but I feel like there's too much defensiveness over backlash from the ending." It's always going to be opinionated But you can't accept the positivity And then not accept it negatively Which is very true But I find really fascinating about Jed Is that he was also a producer on Biker Grove Oh so he has a previous for this Full circle bitch It
2: comes full circle (laughs) Um, Anyway do you you want to get into my list?
0: Yeah play the team tune song
2: Yeah It's Sean's Lists He's the guy who makes all the lists, lists, lists. Anyway, Fergal, I've made a list uh, based on Twitter's reaction to the line of Judy ending of the worst TV show endings um, ever, you know, ever. And that's my list. Uh, ever? <laughs> ever. So the worst ones. At number one uh, was Lost. So it, it kind of, I didn't watch Lost, but when I heard about the ending, I was like, that is absolute bullshit they like they created this whole storyline a whole mythology and all these characters over years and it was all destroyed in the final season well by saying they were just all in purgatory all along
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was as, if it was as clear cut as that um but it was, it was something similar or right? I, I think it was like it was like passing on i don't know did you watch lost cormac uh, no, look, I,
1: I, I watched the first two seasons, and I, I, I'm not saying I could see it coming, but yeah, I knew the,
0: where the it was way. Going. The way I remembered is that uh, the island was basically like a, a doorway to either purgatory or heaven or hell or something. And um for me, them crash landing on the island it was always a competition. To see who would be the next, I guess, keeper of that that gate. But um. Yeah, that was, that's how I read it But that's the thing Everyone seems to have got something different from that finale Because, uh, mm. to be honest They made it up as they went along it, it certainly seems like it Yeah
2: At number two was How I Met Your Mother um, Oh
0: God, it was so bad
2: I didn't watch it But, um, again, I didn't watch it But I suppose the switcheroo of the love interest uh, re- Returning back to Robin um, Just kind of really irritated everybody
0: in, in the very last episode in as well In the very
2: last episode It was yeah. a whole switch, yeah
0: and that show got really shit really quick. That was like, the first two seasons were quite good and then it was just horrendous.
1: But again, was that not switcheroo? Was that switcheroo not, like, I know that's not the point of the list, but was it, was that not extremely clear from maybe the first or second season?
0: Um, I don't know about clear. I, I, I think Robin was a love interest for a long time and then I think, it's, it's been a long time since I watched it, but they're, they're on and off again the whole way through. Mm. Was yeah. saying, um,
2: someone was kind of saying it undermines, oh, what's his name, um, Barney's kind of character arc in it. Um, yeah, yeah, fair. I, I don't know if, if that could be. At number th- three, <laughs> I put it in and then, look, I'm not going to say what happens, but at number three is The Sopranos.
0: Do, can, can I, don't yeah. mean to, or should I turn off my, my headset for a minute? I'm just, you, I'll am just no, take course,
1: my headset would, off. No, because no, <laughs> I'll, I'll, no, just...
2: I'm not going to say what happens. It's it's not... Look, I'm not going to say what happens because you're watching... I I well, was watching a documentary about the top greatest TV series of all time and it was on it. And I, the ending, I knew the ending. And I was going, oh, well, I know the ending now. But it wasn't considered the worst, but it was divisive.
1: Um, I didn't have a problem with it, personally. but Yeah, when it was, I... Mean, it was divisive.
2: And when I... When I heard about the ending, I I wouldn't have it. I'd, I'd actually gladly watch, still watch it. I must get into watching the Sopranos. Um, yeah. Actually, I'd still I'd still watch the Sopranos, even though I know the ending. At number four was uh Roseanne. Do you remember Roseanne, Roseanne Barr? Yeah, but
0: that's yeah. that that was that came back a couple of years ago for a season or two, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but
2: it's really, really weird, right? So at, at season nine. It was there was this whole like Dan Connors played by John Goodman. There's this whole storyline that he was having an affair. And it turned out that it wasn't that he was having an affair and portrayed Roseanne. It turned out that she he was he was dead. What he the thing he did wrong is what he died, and that Roseanne was imagining all this stuff to cope with her bereavement. Um so like he yeah that was the whole
0: very dark considering it was it was pretty much it was, an out and out sitcom for the most yeah, it was, part it
2: was a sitcom it was a comedy and then in season ten he came back into it and the, like the recent whole, seasons yeah yeah the recent and then it was like a revival like of of John Goodman's character and like again going back to the whole Dallas <laughs> scenario it was all a dream um, but then
0: they, they had to kill her off in it, apparently like for the eleventh season because she she went full right wing nut job. And they had to just write her out of the show.
2: Is it still called Roseanne?
0: No, I think I think I think they tried to do something different. I think it's no. all gone now. I think it's
1: no, it's finished now anyway. But I think it was like yeah. the bars or something like that. I don't, yeah, I don't know what right. it was. I can't remember.
2: Anyway, at number five. Uh, you can probably guess what I'm going to put at number five.
1: Yeah. Go on. Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah. I'm still reeling from it. I'm still, we're still like it's It's nearly two years now and i'm still absolutely reeling from it Um
0: well, <laughs> like for anyone who's listening sean can't go about his day-to-day business he is just in no. bits
2: still yeah. over who this. is it
1: who is it that wrote it again sean the the actual book
2: george r, r. martin
1: yeah so like when are we going to see the release the george
0: r, r. Martin cut trending on <laughs>
2: We, it already know. was,
0: but it, that yeah. was already, Cormac, that was already trending um, after the Snyder Cut, the like, like remake. Fans making weird demands now, thinking they've got some sort of weird power. That's what all that started. But anyway, Sean, sorry, go on.
2: Oh, anyway, yeah, it was just well, the whole, you know, the way they dealt with the Winter King. Um, I, know, well, the, I was reading the other Night stuff about the Night King, yeah. <laughs>
0: Winter King it's, That's for the
2: anyone, second time You've done that For anyone knows On the podcast I do this thing Called the Seanism Where I completely Confuse Something with Something else And I make up My own words For things Uh Yeah but, And you're, then you're, I was,
0: you're,
2: you're like You're like Beck Is that what Beck does?
0: That's what Beck does Yeah oh. like Beck
2: Okay well, I do what Beck does Anyway As well The whole Jamie Lannister Like story arc Was just ruined um, you Yeah know, The whole Just the whole ending. Oh, it was just, just terrible. Well,
0: the, the 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 lads got those jobs with Star Wars, and then, then gave the up. Game of Thrones. Well, they were they let go, weren't they? So basically, they got the jobs. They got two jobs of Star Wars, whatever, for a few movies, mm. um, and then decided to quickly wrap up Game of Thrones, which ended up being shite because they quickly wrapped it up and then lost their jobs with Disney because they're like, well, that was shit. <laughs> we're going to get some... Of the- so, and, Someone so now nice. they're hired like Taika Ty- Wahidi and, and some other good... I think Paddy Jackson yeah.
2: as well. Taika uh, Wahidi's Star Wars should be very good. It should be a very yeah. entertaining. Uh, I'm not going to go on about Game of Thrones. No, just next, no, because No, but next,
1: please. Because uh, we would be there for, for a long, long time. So
0: That's it, John. That's your list?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was Sean's waiting for list. you. To- I was waiting for you to kind of butt in there, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Sean, for another edition of Sean's list. Cormac, what were you... I think you were looking at the world of sports this week. What I was,
1: fertile, Um I'm going to talk a little bit about football and rugby uh, is what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, so last weekend, it was also meant to be what would be the biggest game in the Premier League and the Premier League calendar. Manchester United versus Liverpool, but but Manchester United fans decided they weren't happy with Fergal. They uh, decided to organize a protest, a Glazers out protest, but it was also, uh, and I I don't want to start a row again between myself and Sean, but it was also an anti Super League protest. But they somehow gained access to the pitch. Uh, I'm not sure did, did did either of you see any photos or videos of them. Gated access
0: to the pitch
2: It's saw yeah, walking in Through the tunnel I, I didn't see yeah. them I didn't see who let them in
0: <laughs> Yeah well I mean like To be fair There's wild rumours <laughs> Wild rumours on Twitter About how they got in there
1: Yeah but to be fair Like were you really Going to stand in their way I, I I mean I couldn't blame somebody If they didn't But it obviously quickly Became a huge thing On Twitter And and On Sky Sports Um, Initially Sky Sports Started out by saying It was a good thing and then when it became clear about forty-five minutes to an hour later that the game, their precious game, was in danger of being called off, uh, turned into a now bad thing. And Sky had done a complete flip on it and decided that this was this was a disgrace, which included mm-hmm. um, such tweets as uh, Graham Sunes um, saying that he felt his life was in danger because somebody threw a beer can up towards their their gantry. Now, <laughs> this, this, this attracted a lot of attention on Twitter, and as Twitter tends to do, even though Graeme Sooness played football long before Twitter ever existed, uh, some photos and videos of Graham's time as a footballer and manager began to surface. So there was numerous tweets of Graham physically assaulting players on a pitch, which he would describe as uh, a tackle. Uh, there was also... <laughs> A hark back to someone tweeted hark back going. So so let me get this right. Graham Sooness is the somebody actually. By the way, it was me. So let me get this right. Um, somebody. Graham, but but I was joined by lots of other people with the same. Photo. Oh yeah. So so Graham Sunes is worried about a riot breaking out and his life being in danger. Is this not the same guy who once ran onto the pitch in Istanbul and planted a Galatasaray flag in front of Fenerbahce fans? actually causing a riot in which lots of people ended up being hospitalised. So, Graham was on fine form, and he also suggested that the only reason Man United fans were protesting against us, Fergal and Sean, was the Glazers were now in a position where um, well, Manchester United just aren't doing that well anymore in the league. Uh, He seemed to not grasp the, the fact that Fergal, as you would know, Man United fans are Yep. protesting against the Glazers since they took over um, the club. Long time now, yeah. Lots of people on Twitter are it, retweeting it, photos of, of those protests.
0: Yeah, um, in fact, it, a club, a counter football club has been set up called United FC, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, FC United of, of Manchester. Oh, um, But, like, <sighs> Mika Richards also got himself in, in trouble because He was on the other side of it, and I can't believe Roy Keane was the voice of reason in the middle of it all. But Mika Richards was on the other side saying, "I can't sit here and criticise Manchester City and the Manchester City owners, the things they've done for this club, the things they've done for this city." Lots of people jumping on to remind Mika Richards, "Well, okay, but maybe you could criticise them for human abuse, human rights abuse, and, and murder, no?" Um, yeah, you know,
0: it's, it's sports washing, you know. Like to it's, it's, which he went, on,
1: he went on a large blocking spree thereafter, um, which isn't a good look for him because, you know, like he does paint himself as this kind of cheery, rosy, laughy individual, but he's obviously not like a lot of people um, willing to broach Age. the subject of, of what, what is what you said there, sport, sports washing. Um, Gav Riley, um, one of our favourites, had a brilliant thread, also courtesy of the Swiss Ramble, as to why Glazer's as noble as it is, just may not be the viable option. You know, um, I'll go down to a couple of his tweets before we, we move on. Um, their MUFC cash machine is in decay, Gavin says assets could have been used on the pitch, uh, expanding Carrington. Fixing Old and Tra- Old Trafford have been put elsewhere, basically, into the Glazers' bank account. Yes, the club spent heavily on players in the, Gla- in the Glazer area, era, but it's been spending money the club has generated itself. So essentially what Gavin's saying is, this is actually money the club have been generated itself, it's not money the Glazers have put in that United have used to buy these players. So yeah, yeah, he'll be saying the club doesn't necessarily need a, a benefactor, but at the same time, That would also mean the Glazers don't necessarily need to, they're not in a hurry to to sell sell up. So Glazers out, of course, Gavin tweets, but business isn't a democracy. Glazers out means Glazers selling up. The club's shares were valued at $2.85 billion on the New York Stock Exchange last night. A prospective buyer would need headroom above that to turn the Glazers heads. This starts at $3.3 billion, maybe. the, The issue Gavin's raising out of this, I won't read out all the tweets, is who are we looking at that can afford that type of money? Uh, yeah. We're, we're, complaining, we're complaining about the likes of the Glazers, but you're looking at maybe two realistic um, people whose names you can name. One is Mohammed bin Salman. He's the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. That brings with it the same issues that are currently there at Man City. And the other is another state-backed buyer, say, the Chinese government have been rumoured to be taking an interest in what's going on at Old Trafford. So, the
0: Reds, I guess. This
1: is it. And are, they, are, they, are they to become a marketing wing of the Chinese government? Sean, I know that's something that would probably interest you in terms of how, how that whole scenario might work.
2: Yes. Disney all but over the, again. But have it, you
1: seen
0: let, how the, the owner of Spotify is trying to buy Arsenal at the minute? But
1: this is it. And he's been backed by like Terry Henry which you know, Thierry, you know he he's uh, look we won't go into it. Um, <laughs> he's not a, he, as Joe Brawley once said, like you know he, he's not a you know a, a, a couple of Gaelic players, you know he, he isn't a man that kind of that kind of thing. But Avram Glazer was actually doorstepped in America by Sally Lockwood from Sky News, which was a surreal kind of video. I don't know if you've seen it, where she's just they did, following yeah. him around a car park from a Forty-five seconds asking him, "Does he have do anything to say to the United fans?" Of course, Twitter did his thing, and most, uh, the most kind of noticeable thing to come out of it was uh, like his shocking haircut. You know, like despite, <laughs> despite <laughs> restrictions, <laughs> um, uh, someone with that type of money shouldn't have that bad of a haircut. The Glazers have actually today released a letter to Manchester United fans. It's the first time they've communicated directly with the fans since the mid-2000s. And basically, all it was was uh, we're open to a new era of dialogue, whatever that means.
0: But Yeah. They made some promises about reinvesting money, didn't they? But, you know.
1: They did. But again, as we said, it'll be the club's money, not theirs. But lastly, Fergal, onto a topic that I know, I don't know if it's dear to Sean's heart, but I know it's dear to mine and yours. The Lions squad has been announced the British and Irish Lions squad, which for people who don't know is a squad, a rugby squad made up of players from England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, sorry, I should say the island of Ireland, um, Scotland, Wales and England. And they're due this time around to take on South Africa. Fergal, i get your opinion first uh, before I ask Sean. I, a lot of people... Not happy with this squad at all I'm not expecting to go down through it But initial thoughts are A lot of people are not happy And can't see a way that they could possibly beat South Africa
0: Yeah, uh, Twitter's been picking this one apart And, and probably rightfully so uh, It's it's a weird one that, Listen, you know, the obvious admission is Johnny Saxon I know he's 36 um, yeah. But he was still the highest scoring player In the Six Nations this year At 36 And I I think that the voice concerns injury concerns with him. You know that he's thirty six, and if he takes a few knocks, he'll be out. But as Ronan and Gareth said in an interview yesterday, he only has to last a month. You know, of playing like he just has to play three or four games. Um. So why would that be an issue? And like it's a strange one. You know, the squad itself—it's got loads of players who aren't regularly starting. I think even for the countries like Andrew Porter, um. So it it it's a really really strange squad. I don't think it's the best players. I don't think current Conor Murray's in the top two scrum halves in Ireland right now. He's in the team, so it, it, it's a really really strange squad.
1: Sean, any did you get a chance to have a look at it? Any thoughts on any big? I ambitions? didn't really get a
2: chance to look. I think um, all I saw was um, Balls E making a balls of the Simon Sebo thing. Did, did anybody uh, see the it?
1: the, the Bondiaki thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, i seen it. It wasn't, um, I suppose it's not for me to say that it wasn't offensive. Um, i seen what they did, yeah. They went down What's through this? the, well, they went down through the, you know, how many players there was from each province. Um, and for some reason, they decided to say Bundy Aki, um, Connacht via Auckland. They didn't. What? Yeah, they didn't. Are you serious? There was no real need for them to do it. They were trying to be clever, they were trying to be funny. It backfired on them, and they had to, you know, put up an apology. Um, later, I, I don't know what that's got to do with anything. Bundy Aki's is not the first uh, non-kind of, you know, um, non. What was it, what way would describe it? Well, he, 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 he wasn't he, he
0: wasn't born in Ireland. Yeah, he plays. He's, he's not yeah.
1: the first person to play for the Lions that has had that uh, scenario. There's been numerous players. What a pack of dicks. Yeah, so uh, that didn't go down too well, as you can imagine. A lot of people were surprised that he was in anyway, but there was no need to then, you know, further kind of bring light on him in in that way. It should have been seen as a a positive for him more so than a negative.
0: Uh, I I think it's nuts they brought every starting out half from the four nations Apart from Johnny Sexton Like well, that's outrageous <laughs>
1: two, of them, two of them quite frankly aren't up to it
0: Oh big uh, R and Finn Russell What the fuck
1: Finn Russell means we've had this debate numerous times Twitter has yeah. had this debate numerous times Finn Russell is extremely talented talented, But he can't I've, I've yet to ever see him do it When it matters And I would have severe doubts about him Against South Africa uh,
0: Yeah Listen, I, I, I'm not automatically a fan of, of the Lions. Like, listen, I'm a big fan of rugby and watching the games, but, you know, something doesn't sit easy with me about listening to the British commentary talking about how much they love Tyg Furlong and how he's playing for their team for this tour. You know, it, it just yeah, never yeah, really yeah. sat well with me. I, know. I never really wanted to wear a Lions jersey or, or that's, any that's crap selling, like that.
1: Selling the product, though Fargo. Uh Like, I, cannot, I can completely understand that. Um, I know you'd be happy not to see uh, Billy Vinapola in the squad. As he's no, been. he's a he's, he's, very, he's a
0: homoph- very, he's a homophobic piece of shit.
1: Very, you know, reprehensible yeah. individual. But but that was one of the other big talking points. Jack Conan getting in ahead of Stander and, and Um I suppose the argument there, a lot of people seem to have on Twitter, is essentially all you need to do with Stander is can you stop him dead? And the South Africans probably can, whereas yeah. Co- Conan. And Falatau probably start offers something a bit different. Yeah, they, they, they can offload and they can. they hands. They've got hands. Tries. Yeah, and they're
0: um, quick. I think I think Conan would be one of the quicker, um, you know, in that position. Certainly, James
1: um, James Ryan not being in was huge news. Uh, Gatland seems to suggest that this was because of his performance in the La Rochelle game last week on TV. So. While I wouldn't trust Warren Gatlin as far as I could throw him, it is disappointing for Ryan that about 12 months ago he's been talked as a potential outside bet for captain and now he's not even in the squad. Uh, yeah. Simon Zebo, Fergal, was, was on like a shot um, asking the question that was definitely on your mind. And Sean, I know you agree that this was definitely on Fergal's mind. Simon Zebo tweeted out, What? No errors? Question mark?
2: Oh man, he's been my favourite player for years So, so
1: for you know, people it's, it's the same as don't as, know <laughs> Dean Earls is Fargo's favourite
0: Sportsman
1: of all time Ever
0: um, Listen, it's the same story as the Sexton Earls is, what is he, 34 now? Um, uh, so, and the older end of, of starting wingers in the Six Nations Again, he was probably He was one of the better players For Ireland in the Six Nations I think it's bananas He's not there
1: Oh, it's crazy. And I think at the expense of all this talk about Scotland, uh, Scotland are essentially the sporting world's greatest pinata as far as i uh, be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, would, they would be... Oh, can I, oh, that's, the, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, they, would, um, they will, all those Scottish players will let them down. Uh, they are going on as if they won the World Cup, never mind Six Nations, despite finishing fourth. In the competition Um So yeah Every single one of them Will let you down I agree Stuart Hogg is a good player But I can see him Fumbling it When he You know Really doesn't Really can't afford him to do it Sa- Same with the rest of them uh, For example Another Scottish player Van der Merwe Got in over Johnny May Although I don't like Johnny May I think no, he's, a he's, much, class. he's a he's much He's a much better solo, He's brilliant Player And against South Africa You're going to need an arsehole, as you said, uh, but look to to wrap up. I think you know we're we're a good month or so out before I think the squad travels, and then possibly a couple, maybe four or five weeks before they play a game when they get there. So I suspect it may not be the end of the line for the likes of James Ryan or a couple of the English players. The issue with the English players is we've seen how bad they were in the Six Nations, and that was mostly because. A lot of them just aren't playing rugby. You know, or, or they're
0: playing in the wrong division. Or
1: they're playing in the wrong division. So look, we we'll talk about it more. Fergal, uh, let's get a very two early prediction. Can they beat South Africa?
0: No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Unless there's like wholesale injuries and they're they're forced to bring in the better players. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I, I Sean, think it'd be whitewash,
1: whitewash. Sean, what's the Sean? What do you think? Do you care?
2: Um, about the lions? Yeah. <laughs> um, I never really did. I don't know why. I, I probably for the same reason as Fargle. Fergal says I just don't really get the, you know, the mixing and the. Yeah, and I, I don't like I don't like English commentators. commenting. Yeah, I suppose like, it's a, I suppose it's interesting. <laughs> it's a spectacle, but
1: we're going to have the likes of Will Green on Sky. Sky, like you know, just you know, giving it like this is their Everest. You know, like this is, you know, this, i burn you know, in his
0: farm strength. Yeah. He's grand, farm strong. Grand
1: grandchildren, <laughs> to te-
0: grandchildren
1: to tell time was one of the quotes from the previous one, and Neither. other other nonsense. I think they I think they'll lose Myself yeah. So Fergal A loss Sean I
2: don't I From what I've seen And I'm, I'm not an expert I'm like I'm, I'm more like I just know about the Irish team A little bit And that's it uh, From what I've seen You, of the, of you have squad.
1: played rugby Sean i played <laughs> You, have, <laughs>
2: you <laughs> have
0: played club rugby Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I'm 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 well known for like loving playing Gaelic football and club rugby or club rugby and knowing absolutely nothing about the professional mm. sport or the, the, for, the
1: for, for people that don't know Sean he plays these sports so he can get into a fight he's like Ed Norton at Fight Club <laughs> I
2: get out all my anger I get all I, I yeah um yeah no from what I've seen I I don't think that they could do much damage against them to be honest um but you know you never know Cough. if Johnny Saxton was there definitely
1: <laughs> uh, he could still be there yet but we'll, we'll have to wait and see that's it in the sports world Fergal.
0: All right, gents. Thanks again for joining me this week. Uh, it's been a, a bit of a wild week on Twitter. Like, there's so many topics we didn't even get to touch upon. Uh, like, the, as we discussed earlier, Laura Whitmore and doxing, uh, Bill Gates' divorce. There were some weird and wild reactions to that on. On yeah. Twitter for, from oh. some uh, COVID denying nuts we'll, we'll, <laughs> I still want to go we'll on about that, that Jim
2: Core thing it's, it's in me It's yeah. just in me one, one day I just have to Let it all out We can
0: do, yeah. do a little bonus Do a little Jim Core bonus episode
1: Sean we, we, Are will, right? we will certainly get To those things Because they're not going away
2: Yeah There's even uh,
0: Dogecoin was was huge this week And even uh, Twitter I have a new product Coming out Called Twitter Tip Jar uh, Where you'll be able To automatically send money To accounts That you really like Hint hint uh, wink Wink
2: do uh, you have a tip
0: jar. Uh, Not yet. It's not out yet, Sean. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. get one. And cool. of course, the good people listening will pro- probably not give us anything.
2: <laughs> we don't deserve it.
0: No, we don't deserve it. All right. Listen, thanks for listening to the episode this week, whoever you are. As always, you can find us on any good podcast platform. The music uh, is Welcome to the Breakdown by Bill Coleman. We've been Tweets Ahead. See you next week.